everybody. Thank you for joining me once again on another episode of Don't Mind Me. And today I actually have one of my super duper, super closest friends. And beyond that, he's like my brother, my mentor. Really, he's taught me a lot of the percentage of what I know. Um, but more importantly, he taught me to be me no matter the consequence. And I would like to thank you, Z, for that. Sure. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me, bro. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, first off, I want to say this season has just been uh, incredible. These first 10 episodes to me have been uh, a legendary run that I, I had a super uh, great time just uh, listening to and uh, experiencing. It's been, a, it's been a really cool journey for me to, to just watch develop and... Uh, I love all the guests, all the guests and all the episodes. I felt like I've just been super, super awesome to me. And um, I'm really super thankful to to be here on number 11. And uh, we got a, we got a really uh, uh, a good one for y'all today with uh, a bunch of different things we can talk about and uh, a couple curveballs in here that we think y'all finna enjoy. So let's get, uh, let's get straight into it. Um, I'm going to start with letting everybody kind of like in on our relationship by going over some of my favorite um, memories that you and I have shared. And, you know, I'm sure some of these are similar to yours, but I'm sure some of them probably aren't. So if you have any that (laughs) state like that you think of on the spot, dude, just let me know. So, um... When I honestly can't even remember what age at this point, but we was both really young, kids still in. Uh, I think I was in fourth grade. For real, I, yeah, something something around there for sure. So if he was in fourth grade, yeah, I was in seventh grade, which makes sense. I think it was that year actually. I had just transferred uh, to Lancaster, and uh, my mom had uh, my mom had moved into uh, these apartments. Um, behind uh, the Tiki Lane bowling alley. And so, uh, coincidentally, Riley lived over there too, but we didn't know it at first. So uh, we moved in. And um, the first the first memory for me of what happened was um, I was just at the crib one day. And uh, I, have two, I had uh, two sisters at the time. And... Uh, out of nowhere, I think I was just inside doing whatever, and they came inside, like, um, complaining that, um, you know, there was these kids outside that wasn't leaving them alone or making them feel uncomfortable or something. I couldn't remember, but, you know, my job is to be brothers to go outside and check it out. So I went outside, and uh, <laughs> when I went outside, uh, I walked outside, and Riley's little brother, Matt, uh, was standing out there and his bike he had a he had a little bike and it was flipped upside down in our yard and uh i could see him like fumbling with it kind of like nervously like trying to it looked like he was trying to like get it fixed or whatever so i walked over there to see what was up and then i'm pretty sure that you know out of nowhere i think riley came walking down too and so we both walked over there and checked out matt and so um it turns out like his chain had came off and so he couldn't ride the bike obviously so we put the chain back on and uh that was it they went they ended up just going back uh up to their house i lived at the very bottom of the hill all the way down 
and they kind of lived towards at the top a little bit more. And so they ended up going back to the top though. That was kind of it for the day. And then I believe like next day or something, Riley ended up knocking on my door or something and asking if I wanted to come outside and play. And so as a kid, I, re I never really got a chance to uh, play with anybody. I only really had like, I, I grew up with two sisters, so I never really had, other than my dad, I really never had anybody to actually play football with or, you know, play any games or whatever with. So Riley came down and knocked on my door and asked if I wanted to uh, come up to his yard and play some football up there. And so I was like, for sure. I love football. It's one of my favorite things. So uh, we ended up going up there together. We started playing football and uh, started taking off from there. Um, since we're on the football topic, uh, I have actually a couple core memories that are in touch with that. The first one, uh, we was all playing in my yard, and I think it was you that hit Matt. Yeah, for uh, sure. And Matt was like going down the sideline, and Zeke just came up and big bodied him. <clears throat> he was like spinning like 360, but horizontally in midair. <laughs> And the only thing he chanted before he even hit the ground with tears in his fucking voice, if that makes sense. But he said, I'm going in. And then hit the ground and like cried for a sec and then like stood up and left. Ran. The second he hit the ground, he screamed, I'm going in. Second he smacked the ground, took off, sprinted inside, crying, didn't come out done for the day. <laughs> yeah, we really didn't see him the rest of the day. That shit was crazy. Crazy. And then the second one, uh, <clears throat> we had like a little like football league almost like in the in the neighborhood, um, and we would have like a couple people that would only play sometimes, and we had a couple people that would only play sometimes, but weren't those same people, you know. So some of the teams weren't really good, but eventually Zeke and I ended up on the same team against my brother and his sister, um, and I don't know, it was like. It was probably like 9, 9.30-ish. The streetlights were on, and it was dark out, like so dark that I couldn't see the ball, but it was just not dark enough to go in yet. <clears throat> the very end of like the sunset. Yeah. So it, he, he calls like the last play. I'm pretty sure the game's tied. And I'm like, all right, man, last play. Hail Mary. God, God make a count. He goes, Hail Mary. I say, yes, sir. <laughs> uh, go down the sideline, you know, and... When I say the sideline, I'm talking like maybe 60 feet. <laughs> You're probably like 20 yards. 20 yeah. yards down the sideline, maybe. Maybe. And like the way the terrain was shaped was like there was like this pocket of the end zone that was like just went a little further back than the left side. Um, and then there was a hill. And like Zeke just launched that bitch. And I don't know. It it felt like everything was in slow motion after that. I look up, didn't even see nothing. And Matt hit me. I start going towards the ground. And, like, as I start to feel my fall, I also feel the ball, like, touch my hand. And then I clutch it. I grab it. And I go down. Inbounds. For the game winner. In the end zone, we went crazy. Yeah. For the win. We talked about it for, like, years. <laughs> Still do. Yeah. It was a crazy moment. We can't even do it justice, for real. We really can't. I felt like OBJ before OBJ. <laughs> for real. 
But, uh, yeah. Would you like to pick up on a memory or two? Yeah. So I think, uh, I think so. We kind of started off by just playing football for real. So then our relationship started developing. So we started, you know, just having so much fun together that we just wanted to spend time with each other. And so, uh, also when I was younger, we started spending more time together. Um, I started to see, uh, how tough, uh, that Riley and, you know, his family's life was. It was a lot uh, harder than me and my siblings had it, and so um, I was always just drawn to him and really just wanted to have fun with him and show him love and, and really just try to help him uh, <clears throat> help his life be great as much as I possibly could. And so, you know, it started off by just playing football, but then we started making up games and, you know, playing this and that. Started, you know, going down the creek or going across the creek or, running around or playing tag or hide and seek or whatever it is and um then it got to the point where we just uh then he started to get to know my sisters then he started to get to know my family a little bit more my parents and then finally he was allowed inside so then we started going inside and uh <coughs> by the time we get my bad go ahead by the time we like i'm allowed inside like i'm comfortable enough with their family where like they're referring to me as zeke's like mini me and I'm his sister's twin because our birthday is five days apart yeah. and we're the same age, uh, you know, stuff like that. So then they was like, yeah, dude, you can come on in the house. Yo, we started, uh, we started playing a lot of games. We both, we both love Minecraft at the oh time. That's, God. I think that's what we really started on. So started off by playing hella Minecraft, just grinding for hours and hours, making the craziest words you'd ever think of. It's like whole, like. Like a, a huge scale like diamond mansion that took like weeks, Literally. weeks on weeks on weeks of just grinding all out. Like that's all we did. So uh, let's do things like that. Start playing a bunch of games and then uh, it got to the point where he was over so much and everybody got so comfortable with each other that uh, and then he was allowed to stay the night after a while. And then the craziest part was after a while of staying the night, you know, on weekends and stuff. Then my parents somehow started letting them stay the night on school nights. Dude, in. that was crazy. And so basically, um, we both kind of just had a escape almost out of you know anything else. We was able to be there for each other and just have fun basically at all times, even on school nights. So we just got so close and did everything together and uh, just made so many crazy memories because of that. Remember that time you pranked me, bro? <laughs> Listen, yeah. I stayed the night at this man's house. I'm not even sure if this was a weekday for real. Nah, I think we had school the next day. And he wakes me up at like 2, 2 or 3 a.m. And he's like, you got to go home, dog. You got to leave. And I'm like, for real? He's like, yeah, you got to go. <clears throat> he walks me all the way outside. Why, though? It was because I told you that it was like... I told you it was like time for school. We had school the next day or something. He told me it was like 6 a.m. So he had to like, yeah, I told, I told him, I like, I'm pretty sure I didn't change like the clock <laughs> on like his phone or something. And so like when he opened his phone, he seen the clock, fully believed it, it was dark out and everything, and we had school. And I'm pretty sure, so the day before, I think it was like a Sunday or something, because we was just like chilling all day the day before, like sleeping, grinding, doing whatever we was doing. And so then he was slumped. 
super tired and so I came up somehow with the prank of I'm finna make him think like it's over now like he gotta go to school so I uh, changed the clock or whatever woke him up he's like so confused but he believed me for real and so then we walked all the way over to his house we left the we left the house at like two in the morning which was pretty crazy too because everybody at my house was asleep too walk out the crib at 2 a.m walk all the way to his house and we about to walk up to the front door and then i said i'm just playing bro <laughs> it ain't time it ain't time to go to school yet we walk all the way back walk all house. the way back and he was just salty <laughs> but thankful at the same time because it wasn't school time yet <laughs> that shit was fucking hilarious though nah that's a legendary prank for sure <laughs> But I think one of the most important video games we ever played was Madden. So. Um, so. But you also got me into 2K and we argued about FIFA. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. But Madden is important because we spent literal, probably months, working on quarterbacks. He, <laughs> he was one and I was one. I was a quarterback for the Dolphins. I was a quarterback for the Bengals. He was a quarterback for the Bengals. And we was just, we was in the same season. We was in the same, ro- like, not same roster, but. Like, same, like, franchise. Yeah, same almost. franchise. That's what I was looking for. And we would just, uh, he'd, he'd set a record as a quarterback, and I'd spend the entire next game chasing that record. Yeah. And it got to the point where we was literally taking shifts. Yeah, so basically what he mean by shifts is, like, we were so dedicated to these quarterbacks. We were, we Our goal was for real to become the one greatest quarterbacks of all time, one and two. No matter who it was, we wanted to be number one and two of all time, which is uh, pretty insane to pl- do that on Madden, especially without simulating. Um, but we didn't simulate any. And so um, every single day uh, that we was together for months and months and months, I would, like, if I if I had game one, I would I would play game one, and he would go to sleep. And I would play my game one, set some records, and then I would wake him up and pass him the controller. And then I would I would go to sleep. And then he would play his first game and then he would go he would go to the next week and play his second game. And then he would wake me up. And then he'd go to sleep. And I would play my second game and my third game. And then I would wake him up and we just kept repeating for I think I really think we got like ten years deep without simulating. And if you have ever played Madden, you know how crazy that is. And we actually did end up becoming number one and two of all time. It was crazy. That was the most dedicated I've ever been to a video game other than Minecraft. For real. And it, it's arguable too, for real. It was a it was a legendary grind, for real. Alright, let's uh let's finish these core memories off strong. Okay. So there was a period of time after after we we lived in that same neighborhood for a while, and then after a period of time, my mom actually ended up moving out to Amanda, which is super far. It's like, it's like an hour. Uh, it was yeah. It was, it was probably like 40 minutes, 45 minutes maybe for real, away from where we was at. And so um, so because of that, me and Riley were still kids. Obviously, uh, we basically almost lost contact with each other couldn't see each other no more for real and uh so for the longest time that especially at that period of time uh we didn't get to see each other and so then finally 
after a while, we ended up working it out with uh, his grandma and uh, his family that he could still end up coming out um, to our house out in Amanda or whatever. And so finally, uh, we had him over. And uh, I remember we, uh, me and Riley was up late one night. And we used to we used to have these Beyblades. And so we, I had like a little bit of money at the time somehow. I don't even know how I got it for real. I don't know if I was working somewhere or what, but um, uh, birthdays or something. I don't even remember for real, but I had a little money. And so me and Riley would go on eBay. And we would just search for like Beyblade, like bulk parts and stuff. And so we just bought hella, like uh, hundreds of dollars of Beyblade parts and stuff. And then we would put them together once they came in. When we had a bunch of different stadiums, all kinds of stuff. But we put them together and build our own build our own characters and teams almost. Give them names and all this stuff. And then we would do seasons like whole seasons of matchups whole 82 game seasons like the nba and then we have a playoff bracket best of seven best of seven beyblade tourneys and all kinds of stuff uh for hours but so while we was doing that i'm pretty sure like the first time he had come out to this house it was like late one night so i think we got done beyblading or something we was tired but we was hungry so we went upstairs and uh, we asked if like we could make some eggs or something. And so we started cooking the eggs. Everything was going smooth. We fully believed we could make some eggs for real. <laughs> like it wasn't that hard. And so we was making some eggs. And for whatever reason, uh, we we tried to make egg sandwiches. And so we did. And we got the pieces of bread, let the eggs cook for a while or whatever. And we thought that was done for real. And so we put the eggs on the, you know, the piece of bread to make a sandwich. And we, we went and sat down at the table. <laughs> I'll never forget, like, we sat down at the table and we both took a bite in them. And when we took a, when we took a bite in them, bro, they were slimy and they, like, dripped. They was, like, leaking for real. And it wasn't no over easy for real. These was, like, it was like a scrambled egg sandwich, but it was slimy. And so, um... We ended up uh, having to throw them away pretty quickly or something because... Uh, I remember taking a bite out of that fucking sandwich, bro, and, like, the snotty part <laughs> of the fucking egg was hanging out of my bread, and I made the most disgusting face possible and damn near threw up on the spot. I said, fuck no, we throwing this bitch away. Yeah, so we ended up... Uh, I don't think we made eggs after that. Honestly. Never again. I don't think we ever made eggs after that. Um, but ever since then, it's it's hard to forget that uh, we made some slimy egg sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> slimy eggs. Um, a lot of people ask me, like, well, they don't really ask me, but they almost act appalled when I tell them that I don't like tea. And the reason that I don't like tea is because one beautiful afternoon when I was at Zeke's house, we had just got done playing a bunch of video games in his bedroom. Uh, and his mom was like, hey, I made you guys some pizza. Yeah, and at the time, I had, like, a lot of my friends at the time was, like, super big into, like, the Arnold Palmer, like, half tea, half lemonades or whatever. And so they put me on, and I, like, liked them for real at first. And so we had some for real. 
And so me and Riley was like hype about them for real. We had pizza and we had these nice cold like half lemonade tea things that we thought was like cool for real. And uh, <laughs> so me and Riley sat down at the table again, started eating some pizza and uh, I'll just never forget. I think I think we started eating the first piece for real. And, uh, took I got through about two or three pieces for real. Okay, yeah, ate a couple pieces, ate a couple pieces for real and we was drinking tea with it. And then uh, I'll let you take the rest for real. Well, I, I opened the can of tea and I smelled it. And it didn't smell too bad because I could smell the lemon. And I was like, dude, I fuck with lemonade. That shit is hard. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I'll try this. I take like one drink, but it's not even a full drink. It's like a half gulp. And <laughs> my ass swallows it and I like sit for a second and I'm like, man, that wasn't really the greatest, but I could tolerate it. And then I'm like, you know what? Maybe I can't. And I. I think somebody, I, I think one of my siblings came and knocked on Zeke's door maybe and told me I had to go home and then they left and I was on my way out the door and as I was like out bro I just, I yacked, I threw up straight on his sidewalk over his head <laughs> and he, sh- he, he shut, he didn't even shut, he slammed the fucking door the, but right behind me, locked it and then started peeking out the closed blinds watching me throw up closing the he, he'd peek out look at me like choking and then close it <laughs> we was literally like walking out the door together for real i was like going to walk him home i think because that's what we usually did for real i was going to like walk him home and we was like both walking out the door together and then out of nowhere Riley just like I don't know if he like put his hands on his knees or like gagged or something but I just knew instantly he was about to throw up and at the time it was for like my biggest fear as a kid and so the second I seen him the second I seen him reacting that way I grabbed the door handle slammed the door as hard as I could locked it for for whatever reason sprinted to the window for real I still wanted to make sure Riley was okay so I peeked out the window and then he, I would, like, see him, like, throw up. And then I would close it for real. Open it up again. He'd be standing there, like, go back again and throw up. And I will close it. And then, um. He really didn't talk to me the rest of the day. He really didn't. He peeked his head out and said, you good? I said, yeah, I'm going home. And I walked, <laughs> and I walked home. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. It was that. tough. I think we actually ended up wanting to play again later that day. But because you had gotten sick for real, we was both like, nah, like, <laughs> we can't for real. Yeah, I think I was just going to go up to my house and eat and then come back down or something. But then I got mad sick, bro. Yeah, it was tough. It was <clears throat> tough. I'm trying to think if there's any other fucking funny ass, like, any good core memories of, from us. A good memory that I can remember that kind of leads into the next section was, um, I remember one time, we started getting a little bit older, and so... I got into high school, and when I started high school, I started running cross-country. My dad was a cross-country coach. And so, I was, like, training a lot, running a lot of miles for real. Um, and so, we I would train with the team during the week, but then on Sundays, we had this thing called Sunday Runs, where you basically was free to do whatever you needed to, but they wanted you to run still. And so, Riley at the time was a beast for real, and so... We had already kind of we because we you know we played football a lot we trained in football uh, we played basketball a lot when we he trained says in basketball we, when, when he says we trained in football he's not capping bro he made me do like combine workouts for real we did we did drills like we for real like we made a playbook that we put on our wrist yeah and we still got the playbook somewhere too for real yeah 
Still got them at my crib somewhere. My, mine's in my duffel. Yeah, he got his. Yeah, I got mine. I forgot I gave it back. Um, still got the playbook somewhere though. But so we was also though another thing that uh, I believe this because we knew that because of the situations we was in, I couldn't play football for real, like on the team and nothing. And neither could Riley, uh, because of different you know circumstances. And then same with like basketball for real for him at least. But for whatever reason. Um, we for real believed that like he had a chance in cross country uh, just because of his build and everything. He was smaller, he was skinny or whatever. And so we, and he was a beast though, you know what I'm saying? One of the toughest kids ever of all time. And so we, uh, we started training and running and it was huge too. Cause I didn't have anybody for real to train with or, you know, that I felt close with or comfortable with. And so Riley and I started training, even though. You know, I was a freshman or something. Probably. I was in only like seventh grade, I think. I was a freshman. I think he was in sixth, probably for real. Maybe even sixth. Cause I, we three, so yeah. I think I was a freshman. He was in sixth, so um, I'll never forget. We went out, so we had been training a, a little bit. You know, we had ran like we had this like loop in our uh, neighborhood that we could run, and we like mapped it out. And if we ran a certain amount of laps, it was like an eight hundred, like it was a half a mile. So we was doing that a couple times and. Running through there, and he's a beast for real, you know what I'm saying? We just ran through that stuff. We was doing time trials and all this and that, all this and that. I wasn't too far off of this guy. No, nah, for real. Like, I was only maybe, like, 30 or 40 seconds behind. For real, putting in work as a young kid. But the first big test that we ever had was um, this Sunday run. Oh, my God. One of these Sundays, I had a Sunday run, and um, it was the first time that we felt like we could go out and do it together for real. And so our plan was, hey, we finna, we finna like run six miles. Um, like, and it was like his first real run ever. And somehow, as like a sixth grader, Riley just kept going the whole time and never, never complained until the very end for real. Once we started getting to the very end, we both started dying, but especially because he's a sixth grader and still a younger kid for real. He's hurt, never ran over two miles in his life, and now just tripled that easily. So, uh, started dying for real. But somehow we pushed through and really ran. It's like six miles with like no real training. Actually, it was just it was just nuts. I can just like remember specific little things. Like I remember we ran through <clears throat> like we when we took a left on like Strength Town. I remember it was like summer, and there was like a dude out there mowing for real. I remember we just, like, smelled the grass for real. Oh like, smelled God. so good to us, for real. We talked about that for probably another mile and a half. No, nah, for real. It was just a good time. We just was out there running, for real. It's crazy, but it was definitely, uh, we probably was a little too crazy, for real, for doing that. I remember we got, like, probably close. We, we got to the point where we stopped to take, like, a, a small break. And I went over to the side of a log and yacked. For real? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. But, um, yeah, no, he actually, he inspired me to be a cross-country runner. Um, I, I started my sports career with soccer as a little peewee, and then when I got into middle school, I took up track, and when I did track, I only did hurdles and sprints. Never ran really more than a mile for the warm-up, and then, you know, your sprint workouts aren't really too much distance. Um, and then I, you know, through the foster care thing, uh, I get to this home, and the mom here, she goes, um, are there any sports that you'd like to play? And I was like, not really. Like, 
I've played or tried most of them, and the ones that I would like to play, I'm probably not going to make the team for. And then I was like, well, you know, one sport I haven't tried yet is cross, cross country. And she looked at me, she said, okay. And then the next day, she said, you got practice on Tuesday. Uh, I talked to the cross coach, you're on the team. I said, really? She said, yep. I showed up, and my first run was three miles, I think, is what coach had me run. And that bitch hurt. <laughs> but fast forward, you know, I put my work in, I proved my worth, and at the end of the f my first season, I was in the top seven. And for those that don't know, top seven competes postseason. Varsity? Um, yeah, it's your quote-unquote varsity team. Uh, so then I and I didn't even start as a freshman. I started as a sophomore because when I came to Vinton County as a freshman, I, it was around Christmas time, so cross country season was over. Um, so you know I did my workouts and I proved my worth to the team. Um, I, I was a role player for my sophomore season. You know I just held the seven or six spot depending on the race and how my teammates were feeling. Uh, junior year I moved up to about the fourth spot sometimes I was third if it was a good race and if I had a bad race I'd probably fall down to fifth or sixth um, but my senior season I actually got the chance to be named senior leader because I was the only senior at the time and really when I was running I was the only person in my grade on the team like when I was a sophomore I was the only sophomore when I was a junior I was the only junior same for senior um, on the boys team anyway well by the end of the season, you know, I had built a really, really nice um, environment for the team. Like, everybody was hungry. We had, like, this burning rivalry with Athens. Um, a lot of people don't know, but me and East tried to fight an entire cross team by ourselves at the end of the Lancaster meet, the Bob Reel. Uh, Meadows broke. Fuck you guys. Um, but most importantly, I was able to build a winning team, and for the first time, and I think it was like 13 years uh i led the team to the regional race which is actually really hard to do believe it or not uh, we qualified in the last spot the seven teams advanced and we qualified in the seventh spot and when they said that we made it dude my entire team crowded around me and had me centerpiece and we all hugged and we started crying we get up on the podium in the stage and we all everybody is saying one thing and it's no fucking way we made it everybody's saying no fucking way we made it to a crowd like we was, it was it was hype one top 10 moments of my entire life and i credit that to this man forcing me to run six or seven with him when i was in sixth grade <laughs> it was uh early on in uh our relationship when i first you know kind of took riley onto my wing um he never really had um you know, a great dad figure in his life. Um, so, let alone an older brother. Yeah, or yeah, or older brother, anything like that. So because of that, um, he was super tough, and you know certain things. But when it came to a lot of other things, um, at first he was still super weak. Um, he cried a lot. You know, complained uh, about certain things. I couldn't handle my emotions well. Yeah, I couldn't would feel overwhelming, and then yeah. I would just cry. Yeah, for real. And there ain't nothing wrong with that at all. It's just, uh, I, I think it's just kind of how it be sometimes when you're young. But because of that, um. He didn't want me to get made fun of for crying, so. For real. I, I had already kind of been through some of that stuff a little bit. So I took it as my responsibility to make sure that 
Riley was the strongest possible, for real. Stronger than me, stronger than anybody, for real. And that, that was my goal, for real. So because of that, a lot of crazy things, potentially, um, you could say, happened because of that. We resorted to a lot of unorthodox methods. Um, borderline from, extreme. Borderline inhumane sometimes, for real. No cap. War crimes. For real. Some weird stuff, no cap. And for example, to, to just give you an example of one, when, um, for example, when Riley would come over sometimes, if we ever got into an argument or something, um, I was too physically dominant for him still. Facts. And so if there was ever a problem or something, and he had a problem for real, there was nothing he could do. Like, he, he might have tried some at first, but if I for real got upset, I would just dominate him. Like, I would just physically shut him down for real. And then he would start crying, um, which was a huge problem. Then, I, for whatever reason, we just I couldn't stand it, and uh, we really just I just knew that he he needed to be tough for real. And like so, a true older brother. For real, and I definitely there's definitely some crazy ways I handled it. I don't even want to say most of the ways was even right whatsoever. But to give you all an example, um, I just remember like this one time I can't even remember what happened. But for whatever, for whatever reason, Riley was sobbing. And so, to get him to stop, and he wouldn't stop, for real. And yeah, he wouldn't, it was to the point I was hyperventilating, like I couldn't breathe. For real. All I was breathing was tears. Wouldn't listen to me, just kept crying, for real. Wouldn't stop. And so, for whatever reason, my idea to fix that, yeah, to, my solution to that was I got um, a couch. cushion. I got a couch cushion. I got a couch cushion and a rug, and I, I, I gave it to him, and I said, if you going to cry anymore, you finna cry into this cry pillow. I called the couch cushion a cry pillow. I said, you finna cry into this cry pillow, and you finna sleep with a rug. You finna, you finna sleep with this rug. And for whatever reason, though, for whatever reason, he would, like, take to it still, like, he he might have been like he he might even get more pissed at first, but then after a second, like he would take the pillow for real. Like he would listen to me still. He would take the pillow I'd and cry into it, rug. wrap up in the rug, <laughs> and he would just lay there. But for real, after like 10, 15 minutes of laying in a rug and crying into a couch cushion, it for real like sobered him up almost or something. He would come to his senses for real, and then he would end up just getting over it for real. Or it's, I would tell him what my problem was. Yeah, or for real communicate, and then we'd figure out what was up for real. And so then after doing that, you know, a couple of times, I don't know how many times that happened so for real. So many fucking times, dude. I don't know how many times, like for real, like realistically. I would say, I don't think it would be like more than 10, for real. Also, I, I wouldn't say more than 10. But 5 probably, to 10, probably? It's probably close to higher 8, for 9, sure. 10 numbers. Somewhere around there. But after, after that happened multiple times, for real, um, he started to get adjusted to it, started to get used to it, and it became like second nature too. Like if he started crying for real, I would like look at him a certain way or say something like, "Go get the cry pillow, then motherfucker! Like you gonna cry then? Like go cry then, bro! Go cry into the cry pillow." He got he go in the corner, grab his little couch cushion, and start crying. But then after for like seven, eight, nine, ten, or whatever, you know what I'm saying? After then, he ended up seeing how dumb that shit was how how idiotic it looked for real i made him look like a bit almost for real you know what i'm saying and that shit sucks you know what i'm saying Ain't nobody want to look like that so after a while for real 
he ended up just getting tougher. He just get he got over it for real. It's like I'm not finna do this shit no more then. And then I started challenging him physically. <laughs> for real. We'd Which wrestle. still ended up in some bad things sometimes. For I, real. I got real hurt trying to do that, but yeah. one thing about me, bro, I ain't no bitch. Mm-mm. Except for when I had the cry pills. <laughs> <laughs> that was the those was the ones moments for real. Those were the only moments for real. Other than that though, bro was solid all the way through for real. All the way through. All the way through. I do want to talk a little bit about, too, Riley's effect on me personally, too. Because a lot of times, we, a lot of times we talk for real. Um, you know, it's about how I influenced Riley's life. You know what I'm saying? Because he was in a worse situation than I was. It might have been more of like a drastic uh, thing on the outside. But when it came down to it, I am, I could never be more thankful for real. Because as a kid, I was raised in a very controlled environment and so because of that I was very naive to the ways of the world and you know Riley was for like the first person that I knew firsthand a kid just like me um that struggled for real and like went through awful things for real and uh just had to face awful things by himself for real and so because of that um it helped me mature a little bit it gave me it gave me a passion for almost for Sticking up for people and sticking up for the right thing and just caring about people that don't have it as good for real. I was I was blessed in a lot of ways early on for real, and um, he was not blessed in a lot of them same ways for real. So um, because of that, he really changed my life for real, and um, he made me a real person for real. You know what I'm saying? He made me better, and uh, I just got so blessed. I always I always prayed and begged my parents for a brother I only had at the time I had two sisters and then I ended up having a third later um but I always wanted a brother so badly and uh I got truly blessed with the the best little brother I possibly could ever ask for for real the the my little brother that is so much like me that um so tough like it's for like if I could have if I could have like almost like made my if I could have made myself into a little brother like I couldn't even guarantee that it wouldn't even came close to Riley for real um Riley Riley for real just became my pride and joy for real he was the he was the thing I took the most pride in in the whole world and so it's just it's crazy for real we did we did everything together for real to to just give you a little insight into we did everything together played basketball um Play basketball, play football, played all the games, got in fights, got in arguments, got in got into all kinds of stuff. For real. We we for real just like we gave each other kinda of what we both lacked for real and because of that, um we both just got to grow and for real like experience the world together for years and uh facts we actually did go on a Montana trip together. For real. And and just without each other our lives could have been um so much different and probably so much worse too i'm just really so thankful that uh we got blessed with each other for that's one of my biggest blessings i've ever i've ever received i appreciate that i'm about to blush <laughs> not nah, for real though like it being the oldest of my family like the oldest kid you know it's hard because i gotta be the role model but i don't know what the fuck i'm supposed to show these kids you know like i i didn't have time to learn how to be an older brother 
before I became the older brother and had to start acting like the father. Yeah. Um, so you actually gave me what I needed in the sense of guidance and mentorship, older brother status. For real, it's like you ain't had nobody to like give you that stuff because you had to give all of you to everybody else around you, for real. So it's like you, for real, had that in me where you got to get all the kid stuff out, for real, still with me for real yeah and it, it could have been for real potentially so much worse without that for real for both of us because if we didn't get that kid out at that time we could still potentially be kids right now for real which would be obviously extremely detrimental in a world like this um you know that was a beautiful beautiful segment i say let's follow it up with one that's gonna rattle your brains <clears throat> for real we got a little more uh a fun topic right here so we're gonna switch it up a lot for real so bear with us here but the question the question uh the topic at hand here is what's the biggest animal by weight you could realistically defend yourself against life or death and so we have seven different animals right here ranked from uh, weakest to strongest for real uh, we going to break it down and see where we think we both um fall into facts um the smallest class that we have is like i have it labeled platypus yeah we're going up like tier number one for real the lowest level for real. level number one is can we realistically in a life or death situation, in a life or death situation can we defeat a platypus um so we have um three categories that come with each of these animals we have the weight the height and um, their weapon, they weapon, or like defense, their weapon or defense. And so, platypus is level one. It is on average five pounds, one feet, one foot seven inches, and it has venomous barbs, which are basically the feet or the hands. Um, am I beating a platypus ten out of ten times? <laughs> I would. Um, Unless it's Perry. Yeah, Perry cool for sure. Perry can hang for sure. Yeah, he can hang. But um, if Other it's ones? life or death, though. We both finna pick up the platypus by the tail and drop kick that motherfucker know, 70 man. yards down the field. I might switch it up and pick it up by his beak. <laughs> Not for real. Boss. Not for real. Look him in the eyes for a minute. Let, for him, sure. let him know that he's in danger. Um, <laughs> the platypus ain't a really fair matchup, though. It is only five <laughs> pounds and a foot, so uh, it definitely don't match up well with us. For real. This next one's more common and also more likely to happen. Um, yeah, for real. Are are we gonna win against a raccoon on average twenty pounds, two feet, three inches long, and its defense is its teeth and claws? I am hundred percent taking a raccoon. I don't. It would definitely be worse than a platypus, I think, because they obviously they're pretty defensive. They scrappy motherfuckers, but I'm a uh, I'm a hundred percent easily killing the, a raccoon. With the my only hand. thing I'm worrying about is the rabies. Other than that, me, rabies will be tough. So me and Trash Panda, I win at, at ten out of ten times, unless I get rabies. For real, I guess we just can't get hit. For real. Nah, it's all right. I don't think I'm gonna get hit by no little uh fucking <laughs> little burglar. Uh huh. I think we can kick him for real a couple times and be over. Yeah, and, you know, kick him once in the face, he might rethink his life decisions. <laughs> so. Level three, though, next animal we got here, we got the swan, which comes in about 33 pounds, four feet, nine inches, and its weapon of choice is its beak and its wings. So, I've actually fought a goose before um, in the defense of my sister. Uh, 
and just fighting a goose, I think the swan's gonna be a walk in the park. <laughs> uh, you know, one kick to that goose's beak, and it hissed at me a couple times and decided I wasn't the fucking one. You know? <laughs> He, I'm not the one that that goose wants to try, and if this swan wants to test its luck, I'm more than happy to oblige. Yeah, the swan, uh, the swan would be an interesting matchup a little bit, cause I think they can fly, which definitely presents. Um, so can a goose. I know, but that definitely is a lot tougher than a raccoon or a platypus, cause they small, they buy legs. We finna kick. <laughs> I like that. I dare, I dare that swan to take off. It's, it's getting shot down for show by song. But the swan, I feel like the swan definitely would be the most intimidating out of the levels we had so far. Yeah, I think the scariest thing is probably the hiss. Yeah, the yeah. hiss is nasty. His neck scared. would probably be hard to maneuver, but I mean, you get two hands on that bitch. And, Bro, you grab the neck with one hand for real. Swing that thing around. Turn that bitch to a boomerang. <laughs> Uh, we're cranking up the weight a little bit, and we're going to increase the size. It's going to get hard now here, yeah. for real. We had some easy ones now, but we're going to turn it up now. So, uh, hopefully, all the audience that's listening, hopefully all y'all that's listening made it through the first three levels with us. But now, this is where we probably start to separate a little you, bit right here. If you lose to a swan, we need to have a discussion. For real. Um, but the next one... It's a little difficult. It's a little difficult. Uh, boa constrictor at 60 pounds and 13 feet on average, and I guess it could use its mouth to fight us with its teeth because fangs do hurt. But most importantly, what we gotta look out for is the muscular body. Yeah, the boa could um, the boa is really gonna be tough. It's a lot heavier than um. It's a lot heavier than we're used to. It's the most intimidating one that we've had so far. I hate snakes. I don't want to fight no snake for real. If I don't got to, they're pretty agile and stuff too. They just scary motherfuckers for real. I don't fuck with snakes like that. This this dude, 13 feet long and he's 60 pounds. That's hard. And we, how do you maneuver 13 feet? Somebody. It has such a strong body too, bro. Like can, we can't it can really crush kick so it. So much for more real. times its weight. Yeah, for real. So what do we do here? I mean, we don't even. I mean, all we really got is like our fucking our meat sticks, bro. Got these bare knuckles and some feet. I feel like we for real have to like get behind it or something, like get a hold of it for real. You know what I'm saying? Somehow but it's, capture it's not it to you where and me, though. It's just I know, yeah. not nah, for sure, but I know. I'm saying somehow I think I'm gonna have to like you feel me? Like juke it for real, get behind it. I'm gonna have to get a hold of it for real. Grab the neck where it's safe or some, and I'm gonna have to snap its neck or. Choke it out a song. Whatever I can do to the snake. Can you real. choke out a, a boa constrictor without it wrapping around you and choking you first? I would like hold for real song. But I guess it's finna like do it's some 13 stuff. Feet, yeah, it's bro. it's long for real. I yeah. didn't think about that. The boa constrictor could for real cause a lot of problems for us. It could. It definitely could. I don't know realistically what we can do to it, low key. Um Well, I mean I feel like maybe just stomping its head in. I mean, yeah, there's that. I um, think, yeah, its head for sure would get stomped in, bro. Um, you know, we could take a shoelace off our shoes, and we could wrap that bitch around its, its like, lower throat, and we could ride that bitch to Kingdom Come until it passes out, and then we start, yeah. you know. I think the, I think the, I think no matter what here, our survival instincts would carry us through this round. I agree. I think we would still survive this, but We'd I definitely injured. think it would, yeah, I think... Be Maybe fatigued. we would definitely be uh, uh, definitely most worried for sure. It would be 
pretty tough matchup. But you have to give me some time to think. I think we are hundred percent still getting through the bowl for real. Yeah. It would just be it would just be an awful matchup that I do not want to. I feel have. like that. I feel like that fight lasts a long time. Yeah, for that, real. That's a test we both got to be careful for sure. Yeah. But um, yeah. So let's move on to level five, though. I understand though. A lot of people just dropped off probably at level four. And you might think that we would too, but we wouldn't. <laughs> I just want y'all to know, we still finna get through the boa. But now we, it presents us with our next matchup, which is a very tough matchup actually for us. We got the kangaroo coming in at 201 pounds, which is has weight on both of us. How much you weigh? 135 soaking wet. I, I weigh 165. So in me... The kangaroo got 40 pounds on me, and the kangaroo got 70 pounds on Riley. It's the same height as Riley. I'm a little bit taller. It's 5'10". I'm a little bit taller, but um, it's way more springy than me. It's weapon of choice. It's got legs, it's got its tail, and it's got its hands. And kangaroos are um, obviously known for um, being aggressive towards humans and, like, Loving to like fuck with them for real. They they ain't scared to they they want to smoke for real. They're called, hands. They're called the boxers of of Australia for a reason. Nah, for real. They not they not scared to throw hands for real. So this would be an interesting matchup though for the fact of we don't have to worry about getting bit or choked by a snake. This this matchup would be honestly probably the most fun because we could actually just fight for real this time and throw hands for real. I think I'm winning the kangaroo fight, and I have a reasonable explanation for why. Okay? Let's see it. So, obviously, it's life or death. Okay? So, my adrenaline is heightened. My, my abilities already. Yeah. Um, I knocked out a man that was 50 pounds heavier than a kangaroo with one punch. Nah, so. Um, and that man was also several inches taller than the kangaroo. Um, but that man also didn't kick me. In the face. <laughs> yeah, for um, sure. He couldn't jump like five feet in the air for real. You're right. But I, I do think that with my adrenaline pumping, I do have a lethal, a lethal right hook. Mm-hmm. And if I'm connected, if me and that kangaroo are squaring off like it's Floyd Mayweather and fucking Conor McGregor, I'm Floyd Mayweather and that kangaroo's got some fucking prayers to pray. For real. I think, uh, I think we would honestly still both move on. And I actually think that this would be the most... Uh, enjoyable matchup for us still even though it it'd probably be frustrating because the kangaroos are like low-key just like annoying for real not to mention their claws they have claws on the edge of their feet and hands that would be tough for real so we probably gonna have some nice wounds probably for show um but I i'm think making we, it out of that fight no nah, for real i think we both sleep in this kangaroo for real yeah i think we both sleep in this kangaroo though and uh i'm taking damage it would be, it would be a, I think it would be in a really entertaining battle to watch. So if we ever get a chance, I really hope y'all tune in for real. I, I think that the kangaroo is gonna bust my shield. I'm gonna get the meds off in time. I'm gonna come <laughs> back for the clutch up and the team win. Thanks, for real. Um, our second to last animal, the second strongest one that we've got on the list. Level, level six. This one, this one. If if you're still around and fighting. This one's probably going to knock you off. This one's going to be incredibly difficult for just about any human, for real. Unless, unless you're... Unless you shack. And even if you shack, bro, this Good is, is going to be a interesting matchup for almost any human on this planet. At anywhere between 6 foot and 11 inches to 9 foot and 2 inches, coming in at 346 pounds, 
I'm pretty sure it's the biggest bird known to man. And one of the fastest animals on the planet. I think like on land, probably like top three for real. I'm pretty sure top five or some, maybe top two. I don't know, but yeah, the ostrich. The ostrich, and I know I've made claims that I could beat the shit out of an ostrich plenty of times before. <laughs> plenty of people can hold me accountable to that. Do I think this is any different? No, no, I do not. And here's why. Yes, that ostrich has multiple advantages on me, <laughs> but you know he does not have a human brain. He cannot critically think. And you know what I can do? critically think and that ostrich more than likely I mean he's gonna fan his feathers to distract me or scare me I'm not a bitch so I'm gonna fan mine and scare him I'm gonna get on his back grab it just under the beak and you know what me and that dude are hitting the dirt until one of us ain't getting back up and I promise you I'm getting back up so you, t- you submitting him for real you take yeah. him to the ground yeah okay I mean how you gonna stand up fight an ostrich you can't I don't think you can either. I think I'm going to let myself get hit that first time, and if I'm lucky enough to survive, I'm standing up. He's not going to be interested in me anymore because I'm uh, very evidently probably dead. I'm hopping on his back. At the very least, my hand's probably enough to crush his esophagus from the back. I won't lie to you, but uh, the ostrich to me is a, a very tough matchup, I think, for both of us because... There is a chance. This is a dinosaur bird, for real. Uh, this ain't no normal animal to me, for real. I know it's called an ostrich, and we think it's normal. But um, these these birds, these birds run on land, cannot fly, and they they can grow up to nine foot two. So there is a chance that we fight a nine foot dinosaur bird that weighs three hundred fifty pounds. That's the same weight as Shaq. And two feet taller, and is one of the fastest animals on the planet. Clocking has, in at 43 mile per hour. And has a beak that is piercing flesh easily, for real. That is probably what I'm most worried about, for real. That that ostrich is going to stand off. We're going to have a standoff. It's going to, like, whatever that's called, it's going to, like, charge up, for real. It's going <laughs> to take off at me, bro. And it's for real, going to, like, smack me with its neck or something, or it's going to, like, peck as hard as it can, bro. And I can't lie to you, bro. If it gets me in a vital spot, like my neck or something, bro, it could be uh, it could be very dangerous. But again, I still think because... Let me ask you this real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Critical thinking skills. What do you value more, your neck or your hand? In what manner? The fact that this ostrich is about to peck you. My neck. Then put your hand up and let that shit go through your hand. Nah, for it. sure. I will, for sure. I wanted to say this, for real. I think... Because of the way an ostrich is built still, I think that I would still be able to kill it, for real. I think in a life or death situation, if both of our lives are on the line, I still believe that I'm finna do some crazy shinobi type stuff, for real. I'm finna like do a a flip on its back or something, or I'm finna grab it by its neck, for real, and snap that thing. Because it looks like it's skinny, for real. So One quick knee to the neck and it's over. Or, like, I think, too, like, their bodies look pretty, like, vulnerable for real. Like, I feel like maybe if I uppercut to, like, the stomach for real, bro, you feel like, you feel like throw up or something for real. I don't know. For some reason, I still do believe that I think I think this would be the worst matchup so far. If and I there's don't. a great chance we do die for real. <laughs> yeah. But I honestly think because we both savages, I still think we're going to pull through over this ostrich for real, for the culture. I just think the intelligence will win this one. I'm smarter than an ostrich, I promise. No, for real.
Ostrich is a beast, though, for real. They have incredible builds, bro. If I was built like an ostrich, bro, it'd be dangerous for real. I'd be one of the craziest dudes on the planet, if not the craziest. Now, nowhere near... Hold on. <clears throat> this, this next animal is nowhere near, like, the biggest one at all. But this would be the biggest one that you'd probably see me fighting. <laughs> no, for real. This is level 7. Our last animal we got here. And this is level seven because we don't think we're making it past this one. No, nah, for real. We wanted to uh we wanted to make this these levels increasingly harder. I know everybody in the audience is probably tapped out at this point. I know everybody but in, in case, the audience is probably like, no, nah, you ain't making it past that boa constrictor. Yeah, for real. But we is. We I, is. getting past the boa a hundred. I'm beating the fuck out of the kangaroo. Alright. The ostrich, I understand if you want to argue that. You low key have the right to also, but we still getting past that, but now we on level seven for real, and um, we running into a dude that's weighing in at one thousand eight hundred eight pounds. That is six feet tall on all foes, same height as us, but he's on all foes. Remember, not on two feet. He got antlers, and this man's got a big body. It, that's a big body. That's a big body. That's a big body. Coming in at level seven, the highest tier we have today. Is the moose the moose the moose? Now, I don't know if you've ever seen a moose. I've never seen a moose with my eyes, but I've seen videos of a moose. And when I say that this motherfucker stands six feet tall on all fours, I'm telling you that this moose is literally looking over the top of your car if it's if it's walking down the side of the road and you slow down to pass it without hitting it. It's staring over your car. Even if you're in a truck, dude, that thing is making eye contact with you at the very least. Yep. 1,008, 1,808 pounds. He only has like, I'm pretty sure that's like almost, that's got to be like 12 times our weight for, let me do the math real fast. 1,808. We'll do my weight. Yeah, that's that's 11.3 times my weight. That they have on us, which is 12 on Riley. Facts. Same height, bigger, probably taller than both of us for real, on all fours. Has antlers that will pierce anything on our body. And probably has a body that we probably can't do pierce. nothing we to. We ain't piercing. I don't think my nail's sharp enough for that for real. Not to mention, bro, if you get caught underneath of this thing, wraps. It's over. Oh, yeah, bro. If he get, if he get that foot on you. Stampede your ass. That's all she wrote. Your intestines are flat. They caught a they caught a moose big steppers for real. Big steppers. They be stepping for real. I ain't lying to y'all. So I, I don't think I'm beating a moose. I think I think we should just break down one one uh one situation here for real. Like let's let's paint the picture one time for real. We can we can use you for example too. Cause I don't want to get killed for real in Fact. this in this scenario. So I appreciate the sacrifice. But Word. um so I'll, I'll paint the picture for you, and then you can tell me how how you gonna go about it. So the setting is you're walking through the forest or something. You feel me? It's a nice, clear forest or something. It's a beautiful day. You're walking through the forest, and you hear like a, like a um, um, and you like look to the right for real. You look to the right for real, and you like see something for real, like move in between the trees or something. Like, what the fuck? You, like look in between that for real. You see like this thing sticking out past the tree. Kinda look like a branch though for real. But then you like you double take for real, you look again, and there's this big motherfucker standing out for real. 
It's a moose. It's a moose, bro. I ain't playing, bro. You look at that three times for real, you like, bro, what is that for real? I ain't knew dinosaurs still existed for real. But you look at it for real, and it's not cool for real. Y'all make eye contact, and it's on sight for real. Y'all both, you pissed too for real. Like, he said some shit or something. Like, you look at him in the eyes, and you just know it's life or death for real. All you know is you got to kill him, or he finna kill you. And it's finna go down in this little circle of trees in the forest. What you finna do, bro? <laughs> y'all probably got like Y'all probably got like 10 feet in between you And the circle is probably 10 feet wide for real It's open but there's trees around you And you're not finna go outside that Alright <clears throat> so It's an open circle for real First thing that comes to mind I'm praying Thanking the good lord that this is not a bear <laughs> Second thing that comes to mind <laughs> <laughs> You know it ain't no bear no more bro <laughs> It's got antlers dog yeah. At this point, Riley was actually on drugs this day, for real. <laughs> and, and, and mistook this moose for, for a bear. Thought a bear grew antlers, for real. Secondly, I'm going to go, why the fuck am I in this situation again? <laughs> then I'm going to tell the moose about his brethren that I had to slay with my bare hands and leave out the fact that it was his child. Um... <clears throat> And then I'm gonna assume that that moose is coming at me for the good, for the karma of his of his fallen soldier. Mm -hmm. And I know that right now it's do or die. And if I'm not doing, buddy, I'm dying. So, so what do I do in this situation? You ask. What do you do, bro? That's a great question, my friend. Are there? You said there was trees, right? I'm climbing that bitch. No, bro. I told you you can't go outside. It's a circle of trees. Damn it! And it's an open circle. It's you and the moose. You can't go nowhere else. All you can do is fight for real. Alright. What what is your strategy <laughs> to do anything to this moose? What, what what are you finna do, bro? First Are you finna attack it head on? Dude, like what yeah, you finna do? Yeah, I'm going head on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm poking. I'm poking. Yeah, bro. That's the way. I'm poking this motherfucker in the eye. Swinging underneath his body and <laughs> I'm roundhouse kicking his nuts. The kingdom come, bro. He's gonna cripple himself. He's falling down. I'm hopping on his back. I'm putting him in a chokehold tighter than John Cena. Motherfucker's gonna see stars, believe in God himself, and he's, and he's gonna meet his son. <laughs> no cap, bro. That is, I think that is a super smart idea. I don't know how realistic exactly it is because of the antlers on the moose. They don't protect his eyes, though. They don't, but he's going to lower his head and probably put it into you for real yeah, first. I'm going to see him lower I, his head. Well, I step. think he might put it down. I don't know if you're going to be able to hit it for real. But. No, nah, dude, I got, I think, I got something for that. Sidestep. I got a sidestep, Pez. I got something for that. <laughs> I think I think definitely because of our critical thinking, I think in this scenario, you have to attack the eyes. And the ball. Or the ball sack, for real. And, um, you're going to hear him go. <laughs> I'm really not yeah, trying to grab the ball sack. I ain't going to care with you, bro. Life or death, you ain't grabbing nothing. I will, bro, but I don't want to, for real. So I would go for the eyes first, for real. Because I, w I feel like it would be Honestly, nice bro, I might say fuck poking him in the eye, and I might just pile drive every ounce of muscle I have in my fucking body just into his eye sockets. I think I'm probably digging. I'm putting, like, two, for real. Two thumbs in that bitch, gripping his head. Oh, yeah, I'm for real going in there, and I'm digging. I'm swirling my <laughs> fingers, bro. I like I'm giving myself a temple massage for real. 
I'm digging in now for real. I'm trying to pull him out for real. I'm gonna pull out the eyes for real. Put I hate in, to say that to you. Put him in his own, give him the Mangekyo Sharingan. <laughs> for real. No, actually not, bro. Then he'd be crazy because then we got no chance. Yeah, for real. But I think um, we got to aim for the eyes. And if not, for whatever reason, for the ball sack, grab and rip as hard as possible. And, um, Shove it in his ass. I mean, hopefully we can just inflict enough pain and take away on. his sight for real that he'll stop enough or, like, fall to the ground to where we can put him in a chokehold or, like, hit him in a pressure point in the neck or something. Like, Realistically, though, he's, gotta prob- find he's probably going to wear my organs as uh, fucking antler decorations. Yup. Uh, so that's all she wrote on Riley's uh, animal slaughtering campaign. Yup. We uh, I think we uh, 100% finna lose to a moose. Yeah. I think it's fair, but hey, if y'all think uh, you beating a moose, which it, uh, we just gonna submit this time for it. We gonna say 100% we will lose on level seven. If you think you beating a moose, I'm happy for you, bro. You five for real? Yeah, you never know when you have to go out in the wild and defend yourself against a moose. Hey, but for real, if you listening to this though, hit us up for real and let us know what level you made it to for real. Me and Riley both mm, completed level six. We beating the fuck out of an ostrich, and uh, we losing to the moose. Let us know where y'all at for real. And just so you guys have a reference, platypus is level one, raccoon level two, swan level three, boa constrictor level four, kangaroo level five, ostrich level six, and moose level seven. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please, please, please let me know because I had an absolute blast recording it and I had an absolute blast having the brother over and, you know, recording this shit. We got an episode for you. Let me know what you think of the episode. Um, I noticed that a bunch of people have been tuning in uh, to the episode and then as they listen to it, they'll come to my Snapchat and, like, text me what they think about a point that I just made. Uh, And I actually fucking adore that. So if you feel the need to do that... Please do that. For real. Um, other than that, man, is there anything you'd like to say to the audience? Man, appreciate y'all for tuning in. I know it's kind of a a weird and a wacky episode, a little bit, a little bit all over the place, but appreciate y'all for tuning in. Had a great time. Um, you know, hope y'all enjoy it for real. Um, uh, I can't wait to you know get back in here. We got so many more ideas and uh, so much more coming in season three. I'm so excited for the future. Don't mind me. And, it's been such a blessing, and I'm I'm just so thankful to be a part of such a legendary run like this. Um, thank y'all so much for tuning in and listening to us talk about, you know, our memories, you know, our life, how we grew up, and then uh, thank y'all for listening to um, to us. if we could, yeah, to us, and if we could kill, you know, these different animals uh, in a life or death situation. Definitely, uh, I know it's probably not everybody's number one thing that they thought would have happened in this episode but uh thank y'all for tuning in for real we had a good time and i hope y'all enjoyed it for real too uh yeah for sure and just because i remember him saying the future of the podcast he's excited for it i actually have a couple of announcements um there's a co-host getting ready to be named uh but i'm not going to reveal who that is just yet until i feel like it's uh Put together well and it's time you know a reasonable time for a co-host to be introduced but do keep that on the horizon as well as some quality content packed uh episodes coming in the near future so sure. 
other than that, man, I appreciate everybody for dropping by, giving me a listen. Uh, shout out to the community that we've built and put together. Uh, it's one hell of a place, and I'm excited to get more people here. So if you wouldn't mind, share, share, share. Uh, we're closing in on some halfway decent numbers. So I'm excited to see where this goes, and I'm excited to see y'all in the next one. And as always, don't mind me. Don't mind me.